welcome to Pacify Your Mind podcast. My name is Adeline. I'm a well-being coach for professional working for international organization abroad. I'm your host on Pacify Your Mind podcast. Pacify Your Mind is a podcast helping you to put well-being at the heart of your professional mission abroad. Why well-being? Because I do think working abroad is an intense professional and personal journey full of changes and emotion to deal with and your balance may be impacted. I also do believe that thriving for well-being in this specific context starts within yourself. In this podcast, I will talk about my favorite subjects such as personal well-being, well-being at work, but as well all the personal challenges we may have related to expatriation. In today's episode, the challenge of slowing down, I would like to talk about our own resistance, our own barriers to well-being and self-care. And first, I would like to share with you an anecdote story. I watched a documentary last year just before Christmas break called Notes from Brussels from director Nadine Van Loon. This documentary reminds me a lot about my own struggles to slow down when I used to work for an EU institution here in Brussels. We follow three women, one from Germany, she has a top position in the European Commission, woman coming from Poland, working as an economic journalist, and a French woman working as an assistant for a member of the European Parliament. These three women have in common that they left their country of origin to follow their dreams and work for the European project. We follow them in their daily life. But what strikes me the most in that uh, documentary is that I identify very much with their stories. First, I connected with a strong desire to be part of something bigger, and make the difference when I arrived here in Brussels and when I start uh, working for the European Commission. And secondly, I recognized the sacrifice I was doing to maintain a solid career, trying to adapt to an intense and quite stressful working culture at the expense of my balance and my health. While watching this movie, I recall these moments where I had to finish late at work. I was running meetings after meetings late in the evenings, and I was in this busyness mode, not connecting to myself, not listening to myself, and part of myself is workaholic culture. But this was a past passion of myself. I was passionate about human rights and democracy promotion, happy and very proud to be part of this bigger project. However, I didn't know the key importance of slowing down and take self-care moments. My mind was very strong, convincing me to go on and on and be strong. However, my body couldn't lie anymore. It sent me like strong messages such as chronic inflammation. And I must say that one change factor was having my first child. This forced me to slow down. Why I'm telling you this story? Because slowing down was not an easy task for me. Because I was constantly feeling guilty. I thought taking time off was being kind of lazy. I was educating in a way that you need to work hard and be strong to get something done. Does this situation resonate with you? Do you have difficulty to organize daily breaks or self-care moments for you? In today's episode, I would like to talk about our own resistance, barriers to well-being, but also give you some tips to, uh, to overcome them and, and try to organize self-care moments. I'm not talking here about obvious barriers such as an unfriendly workplace, abusive or toxic bosses. Here I want to talk about more subtle resistance. They're often the results of our education, and I was saying in my case, 
but also the workism mindset, which is very much developed in our modern society. It could be in your workplace or also in the bureaucracy, maybe uh, where you where you work. So I would like to give you here three main assumptions or beliefs that we often experience. The first one is about our limited perception of well-being. We often reduce well-being to physical and mental well-being, which are really important aspects. However, it's also important to include the feeling of meaning. So I have a question for you. What types of activity is filling you with joy and energy within your job or aside your job? The second belief is that, as I was telling in my own story, you're lazy or weak uh, if you need or ask for rest or recovery. And uh, we often hear this little voice telling us, I don't have time for rest, I have endurance. And I used to be this busy woman, uh, working long hours. Uh, I thought that being so strong, having endurance was an asset. However, I was not very productive and I was working until there is nothing left. So I learned with time, experience and practice to allow myself rest. And here I would like to give you a definition of rest. Rest is here to support everything that fills you with life and meaning, which gives you energy. And I found this definition in the book uh, Time Off from uh, well-being researcher Mike Fraser and John Fitch. In their book, they recall that first step to allow yourself rest is to get rid of your guilt. In COVID times, where most of us are teleworking from home, I know that it's a daily struggle to schedule rest. And you need to defy this uh, guilt uh, feeling. At the same time, I think uh, this new setup of working, teleworking, is also a unique opportunity to rethink about your own breaks, uh, your own moments where you, I would say, quiet your mind. Um, so one solution could be to organize micro breaks. What I mean here is micro breaks you can define as short time of moments that you can schedule during the day that help you to disconnect and recharge. And these moments help you to be more productive and creative. I know that sounds great, <laughs> and but how do you make it? I would like to uh, give you my own example. While I was reading this uh, word, uh, expression, micro-breaks, uh, in this book, Time Off, I recognized a lot about my practice over the last two years. I'm a very curious person, so my micro-breaks uh, take different forms. For example, in the morning, I really enjoy doing a short meditation of 15-20 minutes to quiet my mind. To It helps me a lot to be focused during the day because after this meditation, I really enjoy very much setting an intention for my day. Another kind of macro breaks I enjoy doing is when I feel uh, stuck, you know, with um, a solution that is not coming, an idea, or I need to really refresh my ideas. So I go for a short walk in my neighborhood. I enjoy very much as well as part of my micro breaks listening to a short episode of a podcast. Anyway, all this type of micro breaks, what is really important is that every time you dedicate these 15 minutes, we focus on something that brings you joy and energy, helps you also to quiet your mind, to refresh your mind. You have this reset feeling. And I must say that after three years of practice, I feel more focused. I feel more productive, but as well more creative because 
Yes, I developed my creativity. Listening to a podcast gave me the idea step-by-step of doing my own podcast. Practicing regular meditation inspired me to follow this year an in-depth training on mindfulness. So I'm sure that during COVID times, we were all forced to slow down and you experienced new parts of yourself with new activities that were bringing you joy and fulfillment, but also new competencies. So my question to you is, what are the type of activity that you discovered during this time that is bringing you uh, this joy and this energy? And try to integrate, if it's not the case, in your, in your daily life. I would like also to talk about longer breaks that I love to schedule on Monday morning or Sunday evening when I do the agenda for the week. I enjoy very much scheduling these longer breaks of one hour when it's time for, for me for the running or take part of a yoga session or organizing a lunch with a friend. These uh, activities bring me joy, <laughs> bring me also, it's part of my balance. So really, I love putting it in the agenda because for me, it's a commitment to myself and I'm sure I will make it. It's a kind of discipline, I must say, but it works. Uh, and I'm very happy at the end of the day when I made it. Um, the third uh, assumption or belief that we have as well is that the idea that passion and working for something bigger or making a difference will protect you from burnout. Well, I loved my job defending human rights. I was passionate about it. However, experience showed me that loving my job doesn't make me immune from burnout. And even now in my new professional project, I make sure I protect myself from this risk. It's a constant reminder to listen to yourself and your own needs. And I'd like to refer here to the example of this, one of these women who was filmed during this documentary, Not From Brussels. She has a top position in the European Commission, and she's driven by the need to make a difference, to be useful to others. She built this feeling of being useful to others when she was a child. However, she worked so hard that her body now doesn't produce any more cortisol because of a long exposure to stress. By telling a story in this uh, movie, I was first very touched by a story, a courage, by sharing her own vulnerability but also strength. And I asked her during the exchange after the screening, I asked her one question, what was the lesson learned from this experience? And she told me that she needed to experience it, to know about her own limits and take action to slow down and take care of her. However, by listening to her, I had in my mind one question popping up. Do we need to experience extreme fatigue, like in our case, you know, or burnout, to start to slow down? If you have difficulty to recognize um, the self-care moments or to slow down during your day at work, if you think, for example, I don't have time for rest, by saying this, do you feel trapped? What is keeping you away from it? Have you already requested time off at your workplace? And if you are mostly teleworking due to COVID, how do you use your commuting time. Do you work more? I'm asking you this question to start a self-reflection process about your time of unrest. And here I would like to give you some tips to help you to start the process. As I was telling in my case, I think I would actually encourage you to first the activities that give you energy, help you to recharge and and it's really important to first identify to have this list of activities 
and try to integrate in your agenda and your in your daily agenda, uh, but with really with small change, small intention. So I would really encourage you to schedule focus work time, but also schedule this micro breaks and quiet time. Uh, you will see uh, it's it's ju- just a question of maybe committing yourself as you commit yourself to attend a meeting for your job. It's the same to commit yourself for this quiet moment. I know that for me, putting it in the agenda in my schedule helped me to have this discipline and go for it. <laughs> you cannot control every minute at work. There will be times where interruption are both urgent and important, where work-life integration means more work than life. On the contrary, with COVID, we learned that it will be more life and that we need to adapt to these uh, uh, sentences. Last week, for example, um, the school were closed. Uh, COVID uh, invited uh, itself uh, at my place. Well, it was a big invitation to slow down. And I must say that, yes, I had a lot of uh, this feeling of frustration. <laughs> and But then you need to adapt to organize yourself with work, but also with life, with the kids. <laughs> so you're, But in this more or less, I would say, stressful moments, it was really key to have to organize my own reset moments, my short micro breaks. And the most important to keep in mind is to be mindful and deliberate about defining this time of breaks, even in stressful moments. That's where they're really actually uh, necessary. It's not adding more pressure or more things on your to-do list, but really think carefully about introducing, as I was telling, small changes, small moments that bring you this joy, this energy, and this creativity. You're not part of yourself. And please do not wait for your big vacation to make this break. I would like to conclude with one reference in Time Off book. John Fisher is telling that creativity, resilience, empathy are the key skills to develop in the future of work. And it is in our time off and reset moments that we develop such skills. So I let you with this uh, inspiration. <laughs> and see how you can integrate these uh, reset moments in your daily life. I hope you enjoy very much this new episode of Pacify Your Mind. If was one message from out of this episode would be allow yourself a meaningful break with no guilt. And if you're interested to develop further this approach, I would be happy to help you to define your own well-being program and discuss your own challenges and struggles. If you're interested in our free session, you can book this free session directly on my website, pacifyyourmind.com, or send me a message with your request by email to contact at pacifyyourmind.com. I also launched very recently a newsletter, Pacify Your Mind, where I share my own story with well-being, but also tips to help you to improve your well-being while as a professional working abroad in an international organization. So I'm really very happy if you're interested to subscribe. You can subscribe directly uh, on my newsletter link on pacifyyourmind.com. So thank you very much for listening to this new episode of Pacify Your Mind podcast. See you soon and take care.